You're listening to So What? The podcast that explores why library and information science research matters. We interview researchers about their work. And they connect the dots between what they do and its importance to your life. Okay, let's get on it. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, we're going to hear a little bit about him and what he does. Uh, his name's Jeff Kajer, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, so first, could you just tell me, you know, tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do? Uh, my name's Jeff, and I've been uh, working at the London Public Library for 27 years this year. Wow, that's quite an accomplishment. Um, been in all kinds of different uh, locations. I've been in branches, uh, primarily at Central, but um, mostly at Central. And I'm currently working in the London Room, local history room. Uh, been there seven years, and then COVID hit, and I was <laughs> sent to another branch. So I was there for a year and a bit, maybe. Yeah, I think almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah. And then I was sent back in March of 2021, and I've been at Central since, and so I'm sort of getting back into the flow of the London Room local history area. Okay, great. Um, yeah, and so as part of uh, as part of your work in the London Room, what was intriguing to you to work in such an area? Uh, I've always liked um, detective work. It's almost like working in a uh, Working for a police, being a detective, because mm-hmm. you you have people asking questions and you have to use your skills to try and find the answer. Um, it's always fun when you you get minimal information, but you find what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and how did you come to work for LPL? Because like that's such a niche area of the library. So what drew you to the library and then you know, to this kind of work? So, when I grew up, growing up, I uh, didn't have a driver's license, and I thought, well, if I don't have a driver's license, there's not much work I can do. Um, originally wanted to get into forestry, but uh, since I didn't have a license, I, I didn't do that. So I, um, 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 sadly, worked in, the, worked in the high school, not worked, but I volunteered in the high school library, uh, went to Fanshawe College to take the library technician program took that, graduated from that, um, put my resume in at London Public Library and got an interview and my first position was a temporary filling in for somebody who was sick. Mm-hmm. And so many start out that way, hey? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the story. I, um, the stayed, rest is history, yes, if you will. Yes, uh, <laughs> I stayed there for that contract and the, the person actually did come back, but in the meantime, I had um, gotten permanent. So, but there was a time of um, layoff. Well, not really layoffs, but mm-hmm. uh, they closed positions. So okay. I was sort of a free agent going around mm-hmm. some places, and I was then sent to a branch. And then when the, a, brand, a job at Central, the old Central Library on Queens Ave, right. A job opened up there, and I applied for that, and I've been at Central ever since. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So quite a journey. Um, yeah, and I, you know, London Rooms is the best, and it's yeah really the only library work that you, sadly, because yeah. you're not sitting at a desk saying, where's the washer, where's the right. printer? It's full-on research reference mm-hmm. questions, yeah. The traditional library stuff that exactly. we all think of, but when you actually work in a library, it doesn't yeah. always turn out that way, yeah. so that's really wonderful that you yeah. get to do that. Yeah, and it's different every day, and um, yesterday we got a question from it was actually not sent to us, but it was sent to I think to the to the library itself, and um, the administrative staff brought the question to us. It was a letter hmm. from somebody in North Dakota. So it's actual snail mail letter. Yes, yes. Wow. And they wanted to know history of their family. Uh, great great uh, aunt, I think it was, or uh, yeah, it was aunt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she had facts and. Uh, turns out the facts weren't completely accurate, but we were able to find some information about her, and I'll continue working next week about that. But it's rare that we get questions like that. Yeah. I can remember when I first started, there would be questions from, you know, inmates in prison wanting to know about stuff, and they would mail because they can't. There's no. There was probably no internet. No technology. Yeah. So they would just uh, mail the questions to the librarians, and yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Such an adventure all the time. Yeah. I love it. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So the London Room you were saying is a special part of the Central Library as part of London Public Library. So what kinds of materials are stored there? So you talked about the reference you do, but what kind of stuff do you actually have stored there? Uh, So we have have an open stacks area, which is... uh, Material that we have, uh, we we, sh- we usually have a copy that's on the open stacks, and then we have a closed stacks uh, department, which is quite a big area. Um, we have uh, photographs, we have yearbooks, we have uh, archival material, uh, scrapbooks, uh, postcards. Uh, wow. List goes on and on. Books, of mm-hmm. course. Um, maps. And this is all closed to the public. Pretty much, yeah. We do have, we do have. If like we have a duplicate copy, we would put it out in the open stacks. But the open stacks is not as big as the closed stacks. We have a lot of genealogy material, uh, mm-hmm. microfilm, of course. We have sure. the free London Free Press, London Advertiser, some small newspapers around, and then we have the Globe and Mail on microfilm, and which I actually used yesterday for a okay. reference question. Uh, New York Times we have a microfilm. Um, so the technology that gets used isn't always say the most up-to-date and innovative but you're still using yeah. technology yeah. on the de- on the regular. So the thing with that question was um, I was able to find the article but our, our machines are not dialed in properly yet unfortunately okay. so I knew I had a backup plan because I'd found the article the lady was looking for and she and I looked at the actual microfilm and I'm like that's not not very good so okay we have access to the Globe and Mail online database so I found the article there and I actually sent her those articles instead of the articles on microfilm microfilm. okay so being able to balance what you have on microfilm microfiche as well as the technology that you have at your disposal yeah it's nice to have that because it's uh, it's like an index, really. So mm-hmm. um, even if we didn't have... It was a Toronto story, so I doubt it would have been in the London paper, but I could have 
used the Golden Mail, found a date, and then mm-hmm. gone to the London Free Press and searched that time period as well, too. Because the, the Free Press and the London Advertiser are not indexed well, and it's very frustrating, and it's mm. not digitized yet. Okay. Although, there is a certain time period, and there is a website called Canadiana.ca mm-hmm. that does have digital copies of the Free Press and the London Advertiser. Um, some of the London Advertiser is searchable, so you can um, you find the page, and then mm-hmm. you can download it, and then you can control F, oh. and then you can search the words that oh. you like, the keywords you're looking for. Oh, fantastic! But the Free Press is very. I don't know what the story is with the Free Press, but it's not. It's only occasionally that you'll find a page that's downloadable, oh, and okay. then you can control F and search. And yeah. search that yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. And how did you learn all of these little tech tips and tricks? Or is that just it's from, just, yeah, from it's just learning six, and yeah, all your years of experience? Yeah, it's just experience and fooling around. And um, I can remember, I can actually remember the very first question I received when I was in the laundry room. And what was that question? The question was <laughs> uh, that patron wanted to get contact information for the Pond Mills Cemetery. That's oh, okay. Pond Mills, that's right around the bend there. It's right on that bend. Sure. So I just went on the internet and, and searched around and did the obvious, you know, searching for the Pond Mill Cemetery and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff and nothing was found. And then I just had a wave, the, a brainwave to try, uh, since it was, since it is a charity, oh. it would be registered with the, um, Canada Revenue. So oh. I was able to find my answer that way. So, yeah. So it's funny that I yeah. remember that very first question that I had. Yeah. And you, and well, it's you, special. And you learn from staff. There's yeah. There's um, really knowledgeable staff working there too as well. So um, you learn stuff that way. So it's yeah. It's, it's everyday life, but it's just fooling around with a keyboard and yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking different avenues. Yeah, think outside the know. box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Um, so, what other kinds of technology are used in the London Room that we haven't talked about? So we have uh, we have a digital collection. Um, we used to have the old fancy library uh, um, drawer system, you know, for the Dewey Decimal System. Oh yeah, um, like a card catalog. Yeah, a card catalog, and it's quite a massive thing. And it's uh, quite every time somebody comes in, they're always like glued right to this thing here. But um, I well, it's a relic, right? Yeah, it's, it's a relic. It looks yes. like a library yeah. yes. source. Yes. So when I first started uh, doing, uh, in the London Room, I was asked if I wanted to do a special project, which was to digitize all the cards that were in that catalog. So I digitized those and I um, transcribed a lot of the information on those cards. Wow. So that was, and so for that, the platform we use for that is something called uh, Vita, the Vita Toolkit. Okay. So the Vita Toolkit is the um, staff portal, mm-hmm. and then there's our Ontario, which is everything that we input is searchable on that. And we have a, a link on our website about uh, Ivy Room London London Room Digital Collection. So everything we add is searchable. So anybody in anywhere in the world can search what we have. Um, so to put the cards on the um, on the database, we mm-hmm. used a uh, 
a fancy uh, reader uh, scanner. Okay. It's like those ones where you use where you, you see where they're counting money. Oh, yes. So you can take like, I don't know, 15, 20 cards and stick them in there and it will just scan them away. And then oh, it great. puts the image right on the, on the uh, computer. And depending, we, um, we either OCR them so they're searchable. So Okay. And what does OCR stand for for our listeners? Oh, we know? I don't know what OCR <laughs> stands for. Something, something, yeah. something. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so um, that was all done by our IT, st- IT staff. I, I was just in charge of uh, scanning the material and uh, transcribing the material. Okay. Um, there's a lot of cards, and there were a couple databases that I did. There was one uh, index to, um, it's called Where to Look, and I was, I don't know, 8,000 cards, and I transcribed those. And then we have another one called Looking Over Western Ontario, which was a, um, it was a, it was a section or a page mm-hmm. in the London Free Press that did local history. And oh, so wow. it's pretty valuable because it's, uh, it's getting used quite a bit. So, and mm-hmm. that's all searchable on our digital catalog. Okay, so we had the scanner, we had the, I think it was called a scan snap or a snap scan uh, scanner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I used for that material. And then we mm-hmm. had the Vita, the digital collection, and and that's that's added to every day. So that's, oh, wow. we add that every day. So so it's still in use now. That's fantastic. And we, and it's, and it's because the, the cards, the cards that we had before, they have not been added to since I started the digitization, so it's all on the okay. com- we search on the computer all the time. Yeah. Unless there's a problem, and we've kept all the cards in case there's a problem. Yeah. Um, but I use it every day, every day to every use day. my every day every day to use my to to do my job basically. Fantastic. And are there ties in your London room space to other technology in the library, like? Um, the memory lab, maybe that's part of the labs. The memory lab is now gone. Oh, is it? It's, okay. We, we, yeah, right. we used to have a, a memory lab computer that uh, you could scan your photographs or your uh, slides or VHS tapes. Right. Um, but since we had the the uh, the department down on the second floor, it's all moved down there. So okay, we, so it's part of the labs, and yeah. but your department doesn't have anything to do with that no, anymore. No, oh, no, okay. No. Um, other technology we use, uh, Ancestry, of course, mm-hmm. Library Edition. Um, there's many many websites that I use that I depend. I use them every day. Like there's a there's the Ontario Genealogical Society of London has oh, created wow. a obituary index. Uh, so you can search. Uh, there's a t- certain time period of the of the like it's it's quite a quite a, a year range. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's searchable by last name and and first name. Okay. And the only thing is, um, they don't they tell you the year the the obituary period. It's only for the free press, the free press. Okay. So it's only the year they tell you um, because they want to make money. So if the, if you find um, one and you want it, you have to contact them and they'll find it in their records and it's like five dollars to search. Okay. But you can get a lot from a name or. Um, a year mm-hmm. um, and we do have indexing for our our free press it's very hit and miss um, we have an index actually that was made by the uh, Western students oh. from 1977 to April of 96 which is 
a keyword search of the London Free Press, and they have obituaries on there. So that if we can get it, wow. if we can get a uh, if we get a, a death date in those time periods, we can it will tell us what page it's on. So that's really good. But it's microfiche. Okay. So it's the sheets. It's not the film. Not it's the film the on the roll. But um, hopefully. Um, we'll be able to digitize that and it will be searchable. I think the main goal or the, the goal of, of all of us in the London room mm-hmm. is to get the London Free Press digitized. The, all that the, would be the very paper. valuable. Mm-hmm. Because you can, you have all these other sources but basically you just have to hit control F and you can find whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's a copyright and and sure. other issues with that so I don't think that's going to happen right away but we have other sources to use and uh, so hopefully it will get digitized sometime that's fantastic so and that's that's microfiche and um, microfiche it's it's a weird it's done by students and uh, yeah but it's it's helpful but it's you almost have to have the exact words and you have to get into the head of the person who did the indexing to see, I see what words they used and you would think the words you think that were are right are completely different from what they used to actually do that. So they weren't using the a controlled vocabulary uh, maybe. I think so, but I think yeah. they yeah, it's I had a real crazy question about somebody from England actually call uh, sent us an email wanting to know about this cat that was <laughs> Uh, neighborhood cat that was apparently uh, stolen and uh, shaved and uh, painted pink. Oh no! <laughs> and that was basically the information that and the lady. That they gave you. Yeah, <laughs> and I tried and tried and tried, and I, yeah. I I actually contacted the lady from Old South who wrote a book about Warley Village, and she had no idea about this story, and using that microfiche index, I was I was able to find the article. And it had nothing to do with what the words she described. So, but I was, it was the same wow. thing. Wow. So, and yeah, so it's, it's all detective work, really. It yeah. is, really is, yeah, yeah. Takes a certain type of person yeah. then to do that work. Yeah. Yeah. That's really amazing. So, read about you in the paper. Oh, yes. Um, so, I hear that there was some pretty incredible discovery that you made within the London Room recently. Can yeah. you tell us about it? Sure. Um, uh, f- f- probably a couple months back, we received a call, uh, received an email, uh, actually from somebody in Ottawa, who emailed uh, a, a couple a couple from the Nature London uh, McElwraith uh, um, group, and they were they the lady from Ottawa said that we had uh, we had in our possession a Wildflowers of Canada book. Okay. One of a kind, uh, painted, and apparently it had London Public Library as a reference. So I did not receive the original email, but mm-hmm. I saw it on our desk, and I was kind of curious about it. So I thought, well, yeah. maybe I'll try and, and do some searching. So I was able to use, using our um, digital catalog, Okay. Um, the public catalog I tried, and there was nothing there. But if you use our Vita, the... The, the staff portal mm-hmm. you get access to the machi- to the records that aren't available to public so I, I typed in the name of the author and we lo and behold we did have a card regarding this book okay um, didn't tell us much it told us what it was about the description of the book itself and um, what came with it um, 
so after that I did a bit of preliminary searching and I couldn't find anything so I just sort of you know put on the back burner and, and sure. sort of gave up on it uh, fast forward a couple months again um, myself and a colleague are in the back uh, in our close stacks area and uh, I was mentioning to her that I had just done a indexing of material and I said to her I said I looked over and, and there's a, a picture of one of the buildings that I was just doing and I'm like it's just sitting there so while we're <laughs> having the conversation about stuff that's um, sitting around in the in the stacks yeah. um, I looked up and there was these uh, huge uh, frames so I grabbed one of the frames and I brought it down and it was uh, something about the union and um, a certificate actually it was like from the 40s I think uh, while um, inviting us to the Canadian Union of Public Employees something along that line the staff uh, fellow staff member I was with is also involved in the union and she was super excited about this find so that was fine and then I looked up again and there was another frame again so I pulled the frame down and same thing and she's wow. she's uh really excited about it so she gets her phone out she takes pictures of it while she's doing that i see this blue box on top of uh our wooden uh shelving unit so i thought well i we're looking around for stuff here yeah. so i'll just take a shot so i pulled it <laughs> off the off the um, bookcase and i put it on my desk and i lifted it up and it was a open open and closed box and i opened it up and i i saw a envelope and uh, in writing, there was an envelope, and it said, um, Elizabeth Keene White. Now, I'll be honest, okay. because I was watching Blacklist at the same time, <laughs> okay. and the character on that on that uh, show is Elizabeth White. Oh, isn't that... No, Elizabeth Keene. Elizabeth Keene. So, so, what a coincidence. I, yeah, so I sort of had that connection there, but then I also realized, wait, I have I recognize that name. So I pulled the envelope up, and underneath was the Wild Canadian Wildflowers book that we were looking for. By? By Elizabeth Keene White. Amazing. So I pulled it up, and I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I pulled wow. it up, and I showed it to my coworker, and she knew exactly what it was, too, as well, because yeah. it was a big, big thing. And uh, so I, I grabbed it, and then I went and uh, told the librarian in charge, and I put it behind my back and I walked up to him and I said so am I going to be the employee of the month for this and I brought it around oh, wow. and I showed him and then um, he took it and we went into our workroom and we had it on the table and all the staff looked at it and then we put it in another room and um, the CEO the supervisor everyone else came and took a look at it and it was a big thing that is a big day so for we you had, and the London Room staff. Yes, That's amazing. It was a big find. Yeah. Um, so employee of the century, yes, as you said. Yes. Um, so and, and there was a there was an article in the Free Press in 1961 from Elizabeth Spicer, who was the first librarian of the London Room. Oh wow! But she wasn't. There wasn't a London Room at that time. But she okay. was. She was on the staff there, and um, basically, they her her point was if the library were to catch on fire, this is the book that I would grab. Oh, wow. So, um... And how'd you find that article? Just because of the, uh, this w- book you yes, were looking for? Yes, that was the original. We, we found this, we found that article from the original search that we got. I see. 
and the the, the funny the, a funny story was that the the couple that were from the Macquarie uh, Nature London, mm-hmm. uh, we have their material in the London room. We have their archives in the in the London room, and they were in the stacks, oh, sitting boy. there looking at <laughs> looking at their material, and just to the right, six feet above them, wow. was the book the whole time. Isn't that yeah just crazy? Yeah. and it's in it was in a, it's still in amazing condition, probably because. It probably been in that box since we moved to Central. So. And what year was that that the library moved over? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. We so moved to Dundas. Twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. In a box. Yeah. Perfectly preserved. Yes. Um, so and, and then there's there's more stuff to it like. Okay. Um, uh, currently, it's now being locked away. We did get. Um, Marvin Post from Attic Books, which is across the street on Dundas, he came and did a appraisal of the book. Oh wow, excellent! Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that the lady that originally contacted from Ottawa, who contacted us, uh, or Nature London, um, I'm pretty sure she contacted us, and once she found out about it, um, we have since sent her um, scans of the uh, slides. Um, oh wow! And so, what was her connection? What? Why did she email you guys in the first place? You know, I don't know because oh, okay. I did not receive the original email. Mm-hmm. So I think she might have been just a regular citizen. I don't know. Someone who's just interested in yeah, heard about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, everything has been scanned. So it came with um, um, two set, two boxes of slides. <clears throat> And um, some loose pages that were not in the book because the paper they were painted on did not work with the bindery. So oh wow! So there okay. are thirteen um, um, pages that don't have um, that aren't in the book, mm-hmm. but they are painted, and there's um, they're loose basically. So like individual paintings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thirteen pages and. There's one page I believe has got um, the the border, you know, the border. What do they call the border? Around? Like a mat? Yeah, a mat on it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so there's the slides. There's the open pages. There's um, there was a doctor in Ottawa who did a analysis or um, looked at the a description of each of the of the pictures. Um, oh wow! So the book is uh, the book is. Painting on one side, and then it's got the written information that corresponds to the painting. It's all handwritten for the uh, for the description. The slides are only of the paintings. Okay. They have been scanned, um, so we have copies of those. We have copies of all the uh, notes and material, and um, the only thing that has not been done is the yes. loose pages and the book. The book itself, and I don't know what the plan is for the book. Okay, is that uh, because of the fragile nature of it, or the way it, the book is bound? Is it difficult to um, digitize? I'm not sure if it'll be digit because it's, it's it's surprisingly excellent shape. Yeah, to be completely honest, <laughs> um, I do think the spine had been re- like the inner spine of the book had been repaired, but I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure if that's been the case. Um, it had evidence that it might have been. Yes, yes. Okay. And I've only basically seen it a couple times, and uh, since we found it, pretty much it's been in a locked storage. So in it's locked storage. Yeah. 
But all the secondary material, the slides, everything else has been scanned. So we're just waiting on what the plan is for the uh, the book itself. And I, did you do the scanning in the London room? I did the scanning in the London room. Um, and was that using the software or the um, services that you've kind of talked about? We have or? we have a, a flat flatbed scanner that I okay. used to use all the secondary um, all the secondary uh, information. Mm -hmm. So. Um, the scanner that I used is a Epson Perfection V37. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's very fancy. Uh, so I did all the. It's it's a small flat flatbed scanner. So um, and using Epson scan software. Mm -hmm. So I believe I did them all to JPEGs. Okay. Um, then the uh, the slides we used the memory lab computer oh. that we had before because it's got the trays that you can put the slides in oh fantastic so i think there were i'm gonna say 60 slides maybe give or take a few so it was pretty pretty fast but um the only issue i had with that is um when i scanned it would cut off some oh. of the writing on the on the slides and the slides are done in the 60s like early 60s because we sent the book to ottawa to get it um the pictures taken for slides sure. and stuff, and um, so we used the Epson Perfection V850. That okay. was the scan <laughs> for that one. And again, it was just an Epson scan software that we oh, used okay. for that. And what's the difference between those scanners? Is there is it size uh, probably or resolution? Uh, oh wow! Yes, okay. yes, because I was yeah. I was talking to um, Alan, in charge of the memory lab, and sure. uh, just to get the the name of the of the scanner. And he says it's uh, it's around two thousand dollars. So wow. that scanner is quite bigger, quite larger than the uh, the scanner that I have in my desk. So okay, um, and it's it's better quality apparently. Okay. So uh, I spoke to somebody from IT, our IT department, and he um, I said my my problem is there's about six or seven slides that are aren't good. They're not the quality that I want them to be because they were cutting off. Because the, oh, okay. the images had uh, writing on them, so he suggested he brought in something from Amazon that he has at home called the uh, Digit 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 Now High Resolution sl uh, Film Slide Scanner. Oh wow! It's a little <laughs> little little scanner, and he put okay. each slide in, and he he manipulated them until he could get the image pretty good. So we used that for the seven or eight that I could okay. not get. Uh, correctly so so all that's done so wow. basically all we're waiting for is the go ahead or what's going to happen I personally I think we I don't think we should have it there it's okay it's, and why is that it's uh, Wildflowers of Canada and it's mostly of Ottawa so okay. apparently that's where the artist and the husband were at one time so a lot of those flowers are native to Ottawa so you won't find them anywhere else so mm -hmm. uh, what I would like to happen is um, but it's not my control but I would like somebody in Ottawa to take it either like a government um, garden or whatever the uh, whatever that sort sure. of thing is and hopefully whoever takes it can if they have the facilities to uh, scan it professionally and then let us have the Results. The, yeah, the results. Yeah, so we and then have, keep the original 
back in Ottawa where, where it should be, where yeah. it should be yeah. because that's of the material. Yeah. And and is it a mystery still on how then London came to <sighs> yeah. have yes. such an item? Yes, like, it is a mystery. Okay. And, um, many things have been said and... Uh, I've gone through, because um, <laughs> we have handwritten um, annual reports and uh, uh, library board minute meetings and uh, everything, and I cannot find a source of where it came from. Now, um, the librarian in charge, her name was Elizabeth Spicer, and right. she was with the library from 1938, and, and like she, I wow. think she retired in 1941, uh, 1981. So, so a full years. lifetime, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, and she was the one who said, if something happened, this is the book I would take. So, so we knew it was in that time frame then. Yeah, that we received yeah. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and the letter or uh, the the newspaper article was written in 1961. So, okay. it, it had to have been before 1961 that we got this. Um, in the material that we got, we received a letter. There's a uh, a letter from supposedly a grandson of the artist oh okay so the artist's last name was white so pretty common yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and this gentleman was from victoria bc and he sent a letter handwritten letter and elizabeth spicer uh being the librarian she was Mm -hmm. uh wrote a letter to him back and she did say in the article so the letter was written august 3rd 1962. And since this is an audio medium, Jeff has a copy of the letter right yes, here. Yes, I have a letter. Yeah, yes. so we're looking at it. Yes, because this this is the most this is the the thing that we 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 have been going by. It says it was required. It was acquired during the regime of a former librarian and a director who is now dead. Oh wow! Very so, blunt and to the point. Yeah. So and that was written August third, 1962. So couple of confusing things here is former librarian and director so we don't know if that's yeah. two people or one person and one of them is dead <laughs> so okay. uh i found out that there was uh two directors uh a william carson um who was in charge from 1906 to 1996 1916 and he died and then there's Fred Landon, 1916 to 1923, and he died in 1969. So okay. So it's it's she's used these words here: former librarian and director. So we don't know if there are two people there. So or if it was the same person. If it was the same person, is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those names are familiar too because there are library branches yes. named after those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Staff. Yeah. So. Well, maybe they'll even name a branch after you one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so that's that's the big mystery now. That's the mystery. And if anybody can find it, they will be the employee of the century. Yeah. Because. There is still time. There's still. You will solve that yeah, mystery, yeah. I bet. And we'll have a follow-up podcast yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that was the big find of the, uh, of the London Room. Yes. That must have been such an exciting day. Yeah, and it and it made the papers again. The, the free press came again and took more, took more mm-hmm. pictures and yeah, and it's been on the interweb and everything else and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So, but it would be nice to just to find out hmm. where it came from. That's the thing. 
so an unsolved mystery yeah. for today's episode. Yeah. And I can and I sort of I do sort of work on it. You As know, time if permits. I have, you know, five, ten minutes I'll sure. go peruse around and see if I can find anything, but well, you never know. You found this one just sorting around one yeah, day, so yeah. it's possible that there could be another day that you're you, you're in your five ten minute search. You stumble yeah. across the uh, the sol- solution. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, very exciting. Um, so, kind of on that vein, do you know of any other technological advances that are being made to preserve and protect like these type of one of a kind materials? Whether or not you're doing it or not, but um, uh, I could say that uh, I think digitization is going to be coming a big part of the laundry room. Okay. Um, I was just this week. Our supervisor asked us um, what our priorities are for digitization, and there are many. And oh, I fantastic! I gave him a list of I don't know, probably ten or fifteen things, and and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. But I think. The most important thing, again, is the free press, if we could get that yeah. digitized, because that's a lot of our work. Even if we can get it so that it's only a staff access. Sure. Like um, institutional yeah, access. Yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't necessarily need to be available to the public. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, and we've got tons of images and uh, postcards. And so the material, I think digitization is the is the next keyword for London Room. Mm-hmm. There's lots of material to be done, and uh, so... So that these amazing things aren't sitting in boxes. Exactly. That, that we know yeah. what we have, We can, and people from all over the world can yeah. ask questions, and at the touch of a button, you'll be yeah. able to send that along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it, probably the most often asked question is when people want to know their, li- their home... The, the home that they live in, the history of their home. They start with that, and then they want pictures. Okay. Pictures of the outside. And then the next question is, mm-hmm. they want blueprints. Okay. Blueprints are a big, big deal, because I think people, maybe they want to go back to where they were, or how okay. things are now, but... Or if they had structural issues, or if they want to make changes to yeah, the home. Yeah, and... We have tons of images, but we don't have very many images online or accessible. So hopefully that will help with this problem. Very, very neat. This is very interesting. Um, Do you have any other anecdotes that you think of, like another crazy story that you've had? Uh, I had, we, we, um, just trying to think. Um, There was a question that we had material of course donated and on the back of uh, one of the items was a newsprint like a, a newspaper article that was cut out of the paper there was no identifying like it did say London Free Press or London Advertiser or whatever mm-hmm. but there was a picture of um, a dam that was being built in Mitchell like it Mitchell, was Ontario. It, yeah Mitchell Ontario and it was only it was probably 12 inches long and it was two inches wide okay so it was very narrow and there was very little description information there um so but we had enough to do a searching and of course Mm -hmm. it was 
within the time period, we don't have indexing to the free press. So it's all, all, right. it's all a mystery, right? So um, I took the... Originally, I didn't have the question. It, um, it was... Uh, my colleague was working on some information, and I found this article, and I thought, well, we, we, we need to find the source of this. So mm-hmm. um, we had the image on the bottom, and then there was an image on top, and then there was a story about a car accident. Um, and But on the other side was the actual image that the people who gave the material wanted us to see. So we wanted okay. to get proof of where this article came from. So um, I did, you know, simple searching. I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. Um, <laughs> it always seems to be yeah, easy at the beginning. it always seems to be <laughs> yeah. easy. And it went on and on and on. But I did use a source from Western. They have the negatives for the London Free Press from the 30s until the 90s. So oh, wow. all the pictures that were in the paper, 90% of them are at Western. Okay. So um, I went by the names that were on the... Uh, I, I originally searched for Mitchell Dan because that was an obvious one. Sure. Um, start with something more general, yeah, right? Yeah, start... Yeah, and I searched on the... If you go to the... It's a UW, I just Google UWO LFP, and that's the okay. first thing that comes <laughs> yeah. up. And you'll get your screen, and you can search. They do have the index from... They have a PDF indexing, so you can search them from 50s to the 79, I think it is. And oh, so I typed in, um, you know, I picked a year because I knew approximately what year it was. Picked a year, put in the um, the keywords Mitchell Dam and, and three hits, whatever. And uh, then I physically went to the microfilm and looked at those dates. And usually they give you a date, but it's... Sometimes it's the day after that the, it was appeared oh, in the sure. paper, but mm-hmm. it was the day the picture was taken, not I the day see. it appeared in the paper. So, so you have to give a, a range of date. Kind yeah, of then. yeah, yeah. Usually, you would think that if it's taken uh, one day, it's going to appear in the paper in the next. The next. Day. Most of the time, that's what happens. That's the case, but not always. So, um, no luck with that. And then I went to the picture above where it had it was a uh, John Robarts. He was here in London. And that's all the information I could see, mm-hmm. and I was hoping, John Roberts, there's got to be indexing yeah. to that. Nothing. Wow. So I tried and tried and tried. Nothing was found. And uh, I was just about to give... I actually, I even... And we did get the London Free Press. When the London Free Press moved from its location on King Street, I think, mm-hmm. uh, we got their material from the library. So we've got their clipping files. Oh, so wow. it's all alphabetical by name, and then they have crime files, and uh, it's a great thing. Um, and they have crime files, and they've done them by year. And then there's the one article was about a car accident where a lady was um, hit by a truck, and she was <gasps> she was stuck in the car for an hour, and it was it was a tomato truck, and so they had tomatoes oh, all. <laughs> so no. I couldn't not to laugh yeah. at her misfortune. Yeah. But. So I, I looked at the years, and we actually have a file on um, um, auto accidents, injury, and then auto accidents, wow. non-injury. So I grabbed the 62 and looked through every film. I think there was like, there might have been 40 sheets of microfiche. Okay. And I did not find this article. And I oh, thought, goodness. why is it not there? Yeah. And so I was just about to give up, and then I thought, I, then I looked at the original article, the article that was on display and I thought there's the answer right there and so, so there was it, right there it was a western connection again from um, uh, he was an editor with the free press 
And I went and looked at his files, and there was um, actually uh, files of stories he had written. And I went, because I knew approximately when the year was, from 60 to 65. And I went on to the microfilm readers, and I looked at the microfiche, and I went through, and probably the fifth or sixth thing I found, and that was it. Wow. So th- th- what they did was they, the free press would clip, uh, cut out the clippings and then they'd microfilm them. But they would, okay. they would um, sometimes they would leave out the pictures and stuff. Oh. So from that information, I went to the actual London Free Press microfilm and I found the article. Wow. So, so that was a relief because that yes. was, we were working on that for probably two or three weeks trying to find that Holy stupid moly. picture. And yeah. And we found it. So, yeah, it's, it's cool when that happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember another time where uh, same thing, we were looking for a story, um, and it was a cutout of a of an article, and they didn't have the date or anything like that. But if you looked on the other side, there was a story about a plane crash. Hmm. So I went onto the Google and I looked up for the plane crash, and I got an approximate date, and then I went to the microfilm, and we were able to match, find the article about the yeah. the plane crash, and then the original article that they were looking for. Wow. So it's it's fun that way. It's fun yeah. to be a detective, right? Yeah. The, you don't get to carry a gun, but you get to <laughs> you get to answer questions. Like it's that. better, isn't yeah. it? Don't yeah. you think that's yeah. better? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And using then like more modern technology along with yeah. alongside what we currently have. That as you as you're talking about, we're still using technology like microphone yeah. and microfiche yeah. yeah yeah and and paper paper documents as well too like yeah the, the question we got about from the north dakota um the lady was look um she knew approximately when the lady was here we were able to find her in the city directories and that's paper it's still paper yeah okay but um those have been digitized now so people can search them from home okay but fine if you have the paper it's easier to look through sure the digital copies are great but paper copies just as good yeah yeah so do you think that paper and technology are going to continue to coexist for a long time or do you think that the trend is going that everything is going to be technological based i think there will be a paper paper will still exist but i think digital is going to be the way to go it's the future yeah for sure yeah yeah and people are, are really, they're surprised that we do not have digital versions of the free press. Mm-hmm. But that's not a li- that's not the library's issue, correct? No. That's more on the newspaper itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? But yeah. what would that take then, you think, to get them to push? Like, I wonder what the hesitation might be. I, I think copyright maybe their okay. issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the plan is. So. Hmm. Interesting. And we do have, we have stuff that we could probably digitize. We have two reels of microfilm that is uh, um, building permits um, from 1910 to 1928, and they're uh, handwritten notes that are uh, like in a in a format, and they have they're alphabetical by street on the film. And then they have the date and uh, the name of the person who owns the house and who did the work and uh, where the cross street is and what work was done and how much it costs. Wow. So you'll find, you'll find like John Smith and he's got a builder and, and then it will say 1.5 uh, BV dwelling, which would be brick veneer dwelling. And then oh. it will have a cost of 
$1,200. And that would be the <laughs> wow. to- total cost of building the house. Wow. So it's cool. It's cool when people come in and they they have their house and their house is in that date range that we have. Sure. Then we can find, sometimes we'll even find their house and when, how much it costs to build their house basically. Wow. So, and that would be, that would be something we could digitize because mm-hmm. there's really no copyright. So. For sure. And that's, and, but it's only two reels and it only carries that, that time period. A small time yeah, period. Which is, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I'm glad you circled back to the house thing because that is something you said that you get asked a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. assisting yeah. with like research on yep. the history of people's homes yep. Yep. yep yeah um we had somebody yesterday about uh somebody on colburn street um and um originally uh, for that search i used um the digital city directories and did did my searching that way just because of the condition of some of the directories are it's not very mm-hmm. good but i was able to find the page the person's house was on and i printed it off and and I printed it off of paper i didn't okay, take a picture yeah. I took paper <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so that was that was cool that we were able to find that, and uh, we also have fire insurance maps, which are um, hand drawn maps of the city. Um, there are three or four different versions of it, but we were able to find the lady's house on that. So, and that is also digital on University yeah. of Western Ontario website. Wow. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of Western University yeah. connections. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I use a lot of their a lot of their sources as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good partnership then between the library and Western for the most part? For the most part. Yeah. And that the, the 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 funny thing going back to my question about the, the article that I was trying to find, mm-hmm. I actually emailed Western Archives. Oh wow. Um and I've you know, I've been there for seven years, so I've used that that stuff so I know what I'm doing, but the sure. staff member emailed me back saying, basically, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, but, oh. but, um, she, she, or she or he, um, suggested everything I tried and I emailed back oh, saying, right. yeah, I, I know yeah. about that stuff. And I tried all that. I was just hoping that you guys had another source or another sure. way of doing it. And she, yeah. and they said, no, they said, that's what they use. So, well too. so you're a pro just like they are. I guess so. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. you have that ex- yeah. same kind of experience. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. And it's all like I had no archival training or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just using the materials every yeah. day, and that's that's where I learn my stuff from. Yeah. Well, and I think that the experience on the ground is yeah just as important as what you could get yeah. in a classroom. And technology and archives are always changing, right? Yeah. So you know, you're just as much an expert as yeah what we might learn. In an yeah. archiving class. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's always thinking outside the box as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as library students, we just have to keep that in mind. Yeah, you always yeah. have to, yeah. you know, just because one search might not lead you there, that yeah. you to persevere and keep, keep, trying. keep yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah. Well, those and, are good and words then, of And they're, it might be outrageous, the, the ideas you have, but it might be perfect thing yeah. to do, so. Very, very neat. Yeah. And I, what I've learned is that I don't know much or maybe I don't retain as much about London. I should sure. probably retain more. But if somebody comes in and asks me for something, I know the materials to use to find it. Yes. I, uh, I sort of wish I knew more about the, the history of London. Just like in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. But I know 
the sources that I can use to, to find, find it. Answer. Yeah. And I think that really is where the essence of librarianship gets boiled down of, we don't need to be experts in everything, yeah. but knowing where to find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you embody that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all experience, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So. That's fantastic. Um, do you have anything else you want to share with us today? It's uh, been a very interesting and informative episode. Um, no, I don't. I, I think of. I'll probably think of something, but yeah. it's it's a fun place to work. It's different every day. You get letters from North Dakota. You get emails <laughs> from England. It's it's all over the place. Yeah, that's very exciting. It's, it's a it's a fun place to work. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and it's busy. Yeah, and it's um, like the question about North Dakota. We were three or four hours, and we're still not done. We're so still not done. yeah, so yeah. It's, very wonderful it's a it's a fun place to work yeah well that sounds great and i'm so glad that you were able to join us today it's no problem thanks for yeah. inviting me <laughs> yeah no this is fantastic um so this is jeff Kosher, who works in the london room at the london public library sharing his expertise and stories about librarianship and technology and all the cool stuff that he found and his amazing find of the wildflowers of canada book um, his employee of the century moment. So that was our podcast today. Thanks for tuning in. been another episode of so what the podcast about library and information science research and why it matters so what is created and produced by students at the faculty of information and media studies at western university in london ontario find us online at so what.fims.uwo.ca